Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from the book of Esther how Mordecai literally preserved the nation of Israel because he remained faithful to the God of Israel and to raising his cousin Hadassah. This message is available for free download on iTunes or at friendshipwithgod.org. We want to thank you so much for your listenership and your support of the Friendship with God radio program. And now as Christmas is approaching and Hanukkah just a few weeks away, Tom Cantor has written a 17-page gospel track called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. Now this track will help you to reach lost Jewish people at Christmas time, whether they're at your work or maybe they're just friends or neighbors or someone you know. This track has a wonderful illustration that is even good for Gentiles or Jewish people. It's a wonderful track. Now, this booklet is not available on our website, and we truly do have a limited supply of them. But it is available for a donation amount, any amount, today, if you call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. You can get Tom Cantor's gospel track, 17-page gospel tract on how a Jew learned the true meaning of Christmas, Call us today for a donation of any amount, 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation support of the Friendship with God radio program not only keeps us with this teaching program on the radio, but it will also help Jewish and Gentile people to be reached with the gospel, not just over the airwaves, but at Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, we have massive door-to-door evangelization campaigns And during our outreach campaigns, we reach 1.2 million Jewish doors per year. Now, we promote the program by giving out gospel invitations to listen with door hangers and impact cards. And these gospel invitations go to Jewish people and Gentiles. So without your support of this program and this station, we could not reach the Jew first with the gospel as well as the Gentiles with the gospel. So today, we're offering you a 17-page gospel track booklet from Tom Cantor called How a Jew Learn the true meaning of Christmas. You're going to need this at Christmas time, Hanukkah time. It's going to be a great track to help you reach lost Jewish people, especially at Christmas, especially at Hanukkah, those that are around you at work, those that are Jewish, and even good for those that aren't Jewish. It's got a wonderful illustration in there that's great for anyone to understand the true meaning of Christmas. Now, this track booklet's not available on our website. Again, we truly have a limited supply of them, but it's available for a donation of any amount today if you call us right now at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for your support. We've received so many emails and phone calls and letters and support how this program has impacted your life, but we still need you to support the program and make a difference by getting the gospel out there to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we want you today to get this track booklet as a way to say thank you for your support. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue our study from the Book of Esther on the Friendship with God radio program. Isn't that a wonderful title, as Brother Eddie has said, the Lamb of God? Um, We pray, God, we never get over that title. That just says it all. Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to Esther as we continue our study. It's been a little while, but I'm sure that you all remember everything I said word by word. So if you turn, please, in your Bible to Esther chapter 2 as we continue to study this portion of God's wonderful word. Let's first of all pray. Father, we come to you this morning and we ask you to help us, Lord, to be a godly people. Lord, we know you've left us in the world, not that we should become like the world, but that we should be godly 
and separate from the world. Help us this morning to devalue this world that we live in and to value you, Lord. Help us to work towards the goal that we might hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, turn in, uh, as I mentioned, to Esther here, chapter 2, and we'll read some verses here, just refresh your memory, and also as we cover new uh, items this morning. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what was decreed against her. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, Let there be fair young virgins sought for the king, and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they may gather together all the fair young virgins unto Shushan the palace, to the house of the women, unto the custody of Hegi, the king's chamberlain, keeper of the women, and let their things for purification be given them. And let the maiden which pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. And the thing pleased the king, and he did so. Now in Shushan the palace there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity which they had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. So it came to pass, when the king's commandment his decree was heard, that many maidens were gathered together under Shushan the palace, to the custody of Haggai. Esther was brought also unto the king's house, to the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him, and he speedily gave her her things for purification with things as belonged to her, and seven maidens, which were meet to be given her out of the king's house, and he preferred her and her maidens unto the best place of the house of the women. Esther had not shown her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. And when every maid's turn was come in to go to the king Hashuerus, after she had been 12 months, according to the manner of women, for so were the days of her purifications accomplished, to wit six months with oil of myrrh, six months with sweet odors, and other things for the purifying of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king, whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the, king's, out of the house of the women unto the king's house. In the evening she went, on the morning she returned unto the second house of the women, to the custody of Shazgaz, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. She came in unto the king no more, except the king delighted in her, and that she were called by name. And when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abigail, Abigail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go into the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken unto King Ahasuerus into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month Tebeth, in the seventh month of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and her queen instead of Vashti. Now, you remember how our history, though so forth, as we've been studying this book, is really a history of the saving of the people of God. This book of Esther is another one of these great histories in the Bible of God saving his people, his Jewish people. And we have been taken, as this book starts off, right into the center of a heathen 
palace called Shushan. And right into the center, really learning more than we ever really wanted to know about a king called Ahasuerus and all of his pride and all of his self-arrogance and his six months banquet, which centered on himself and his own greatness. We saw all that spirit that God hates of pride and arrogance. And we saw as a result of it, how he lost his wife Vashti because she refused to submit to his lewd request. And we saw how the king's couriers who were just standing there waiting on him, wanting to make the king happy, proposed this nationwide hunt for the most beautiful women. And the king agreed with the proposal. Now, then we saw that our attention was then brought down in chapter 2, as we've read already, to a man who is called a certain Jew, a certain individual, a certain person named Mordecai. And we've been drawn in to read about this person, a heartbreaking description of a man. In verse 6, it describes him as someone who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captivity, which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away. So the description for our hero in this account is a man who is described as carried away. He's a prisoner. He's a captive person. And then it says that he wasn't just carried away from any place. He was carried away from the capital of the Jewish people, God's capital, Jerusalem, their capital. And he was carried away with a group which is described as the captivity, prisoners of war. Color those people, the prisoners of war. And what made it even worse is that he saw the king, their king, King Jeconiah, king of Judah, he watched their king also be carried away in shackles as a prisoner of war. Now, it would have been very, very easy for our man, Mordecai, just to give up and just to say, I'm so discouraged. He could have very easily had just said, what's the use? What's the use in living for God? What's the use in trying to obey God? He had just watched his own people turn away from God into idolatry. He saw that, and he knew very, very well why they were conquered, why they were in captivity in Babylon. He knew all that. He knew it was for judgment. So, But Mordecai is a different kind of a man. He's a good man, Mordecai. He's a man who didn't go along with the majority of the idolatry and the sin of the Jewish people. He remained faithful to the God of Israel. That's Mordecai. And there's a certain beauty that we look at when we look at Mordecai and we say, that's beautiful. Because when we see him in the middle of a heathen environment, coming from a people who have turned away from God, and yet we see him there faithful, faithful. He's someone as a pattern for us. We say, oh, that we should remain true to the Lord Jesus Christ in this present world. In this present world, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we live in a country right now with unprecedented, where our president has stood up in favor of homosexual marriages. Now, God is against homosexual marriages, so our president has taken a stand against God. 
And we live in this kind of environment. We're like Mordecai in that sense. So when we see in Mordecai a man who has decided, I'm going to stay true to God, no matter what my environment does, no matter the direction the world goes in, you know what it does for us? It says to us, oh, if he can do it, I can do it too. We can be just like Mordecai. We will continue finishing with Tom Cantor's message from the life of Abraham. And it's been exciting studying the life of Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people and nation. Now, Tom Cantor wants to help you to better understand the Jewish people. So today we're offering a two-disc DVD teaching set about the Jewish people. It's called The Jewish People, Past, Present, and Future, as seen in the life of Joseph. It's a wonderful two-disc DVD set that we'd like to offer you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. So please call us today at one 800 247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to get a copy of this two-disc DVD teaching set from Tom Cantor on the Jewish people. 1-800-247-3051. And that's for a donation amount of $50 or more, and we'll be able to send you that two hours of teaching from Tom Cantor. This great two-disc set will help you to better understand the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, as seen in the life of Joseph in scriptures. Now, we're offering this, again, for a donation amount of $50 or more. You can get this two-disc DVD set so you can learn more about the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, and great Tom Cantor teaching. So call us today for your donation amount of $50 or more. We'll send that to you, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, we also have a book written by Tom Cantor, called Understanding the Jewish Messiah and the History and Future of the Jewish People Through the Life of Joseph. This book shows you the biblical past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now call us today so you can learn more about God's lost chosen nation of people. Now we're offering this to you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. Again, call us 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 for a donation of $50 or more. We've Got the two-disc DVD set or the book from Tom Cantor on understanding the past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, remember, your donation doesn't just help keep this radio program going on your station in your city, but it also supports Israel Restoration Ministries and the gospel going out to millions and millions of lost people, especially lost Jewish people. And we have door-to-door evangelism that takes place with IRM missionaries that not only put out gospel tracts about the Friendship with God radio program, millions of them, But they also put out millions and millions of gospel gifts to lost Jewish people every year. We've reached millions with the gospel the past three years. So please call us, support this program. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. But call us for that offer today of $50 or more. We'll send you the DVD or the book of Understanding the Jewish People, 1-800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue our study from the Book of Esther on the Friendship with God radio program. Now, Mordecai is actually part of what God describes. And if if you like, please to turn to Isaiah chapter 1, because there's a description of this type of person or down through the ages in Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 9, God calls these people, he calls them his remnant. See, Isaiah 1, 9, except the Lord of hosts. Now, this is kind of interesting, because here we have, in this passage here, in Isaiah 1, we start off, 
and we hear God speaking, and he's accusing his people, and he's saying, you know, why will you be stricken anymore, and your whole head, in verse 6, is sick, and your heart is faint, and everything's wrong with you. God is essentially saying, from the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it. He goes on and he says this in verses 5 and 6. And then it seems like uh, all of a sudden there's a switch. And in verse 9, it seems as though Israel, who he's been describing, speaks. And we don't know who's speaking, but this person within Israel says, you know what, unless the Lord of hosts, the great God, of the universe, the God of creation, unless the Lord of hosts had left to us, and notice those words, a very small remnant. He could have said a remnant, but he didn't. He could have said a small remnant, but he didn't. Instead, he said a very small remnant. You know why he said that? Because it's very small. (laughs) It's a remnant. He says a very small remnant. He said, unless God had left us a very, very infinitesimal small remnant, we should have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? They were destroyed. Why were Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed? Was it because they were sinful and they had homosexuality as a standard way of life? Is that why they were destroyed? Well, when you read in Genesis, actually the reason that they were destroyed, well, yes, that was true, but the question is why weren't they preserved? They weren't preserved because there wasn't enough of this very small remnant. There wasn't enough of the righteous in those cities. You remember when Abraham got in front of God and bargained with God and said, Now, Lord, uh, what about if there's 50 righteous in the city? You wouldn't destroy the, the Sodom and Gomorrah if there are 50 righteous, would you? No. Okay, and he says, all right, we got 50. So he's going to have 45. Okay, we got 45, 40. He keeps on going down, 30, 35. And he, and he says, now I just have one more, one more. And God held him to it. But anyways, he said, if there's just 10, we, he says, no, I won't destroy it in 10. There were not 10 left in Sodom and Gomorrah. Therefore, the city was destroyed. That's what's being referred to here by the people of Israel when they said, unless the Lord had left us, the very small amount, we would have been wiped out like Sodom and Gomorrah. Mordecai was one of that very small remnant. He was not going, color Mordecai not going along with the crowd. He was not part of the majority. He stood true to God. He stood faithful to God. This was a wonderful man, Mordecai. He literally, like the remnant, preserved the nation of Israel. He really did preserve the nation of Israel because of him. Uh, the nation of Israel were saved. Today, the majority of the Jewish people have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. They've rejected him as their God. They rejected him. I was just with the Jewish rabbi this last week. We spent a couple days together and his wife and the arguments again. They said, well, think of all the people who died in the gas chambers and who died in the Holocaust. They can't all be wrong. We can't go along with you because they didn't go along with you. See the majority, the argument from the majority. Uh, You know, I asked him, I said, please don't hang the Holocaust around people's necks. But anyway, that's what was going on there today is that it's, again, a very small remnant of the Jewish people who are following the Lord Jesus Christ. And so like what Mordecai was. Now, this is a very sad description of Mordecai. Verse 7 now, we have another very sad description. This is a description of a girl named Hadassah, means the myrtle tree. It says here in verse 7, he brought up Hadassah. That's Esther. She's also Esther. This is, this is his uncle's daughter. 
makes her his cousin. For she didn't have a mother, and she didn't have a father, and the maid was fair and beautiful. And Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, he took her for his own daughter. So here's a young girl, a young girl who's the daughter of of Mordecai's um, brother. She's an orphan, and he feels so sorry for her. He takes her and he raises her. And it's, it's emphasized that he takes her as his own daughter, as his own daughter. He never made her feel like she was an orphan or that she wasn't really a part of the family. He took her in and he raised her as his own daughter. He was a faithful father to Esther. Mordecai was a faithful father to Esther. We don't know if Mordecai had other children. Maybe he did, but, but if he did or if he didn't, we can sort of imagine what would this godly father Mordecai have done in his home with Esther, with his other children too. And turn, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10, and just imagine a conversation within the home of Mordecai as he gathers his children around him and he teaches them from the word of God. And he says to them, and maybe there's some girls and maybe there's some boys, some sons and some daughters in the group there. And he gathers his kids around him and he reads to them the words of Solomon, king of Israel. And he starts at verse 10 and he says, he says, kids, when wisdom go enters inside your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, not a duty, but it really gets in you to the point where you love the truth of God. Then you know what's going to happen, he says in verse 11, discretion is going to preserve you. It's going to keep you. Understanding is going to keep you. And then he turns to the girls, to the daughters, to Esther also, because she was fair and beautiful also. And he said, Esther is my daughter. He says, you are going to need to be delivered from the way of evil men. There are evil men out there, and these are men who speak forward things. These are men who will want to impress you and to seduce you and to lure you away. And look, my daughter Esther, verse 13, they are leaving the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. They are going to lead you into the way of darkness. They're so happy, they rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked. The school I used to go to, Miami University, it was well known how a lot of the guys in the dorms used to take the Chiquita banana peels and put them on the side of their bed for how many women they defiled. So he would describe this in uh, verse 15. He says, their ways are crooked. They are forward in their paths. And then he would turn to his sons and he would say, now to you, my sons, he says, the word of God will deliver you from strange women. Even from the stranger who flatters with her words, who tells you how nice you look and how great you are. And they forsake the guide of their youth, he says, and forget the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again. Neither take they hold of the paths of life. It's not about pleasure. It's about whether it's about life and death, he would explain to them. And he would teach them. And he would say to both of them, oh, that you might walk in the ways of good and keep the paths of the righteous because the upright is going to dwell in the land. What land? The land of God. And I shall live in the house of the Lord forever. And the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressor shall be rooted out of it. So he taught them and he showed them from the word of God how they were to live their lives and keep themselves 
clean and pure in the midst of a defiling world. And they were. And I want you to keep in mind that as he's sitting there teaching his little flock, and Esther's a part of that, you know, we know because we've read the rest here, what's going to happen to her as she grows up and as she's teaching them. But that little family was faithful to God because Mordecai took time to not only teach from the book of Proverbs, but he taught them from the history of his people. He taught them from the history of the Jewish people, which he had the records of. And he taught them about the greatness of his people. He taught them about the greatness of the Jewish people. And he said the greatness of the Jewish people is not in the Jewish people. He didn't teach them about the Albert Einsteins and the Leonard Bernsteins and the Mark Zuckermans of the Jewish people. He didn't didn't teach them them because... He said, I'll tell you who the great Jewish people were. They were the ones who lost the world and gained their own souls. Not the ones who gained their souls, gained the world and lost their souls. And so he taught them about the greatness of the Jewish people named Abraham. And the greatness of the Jewish people of, named Moses who forsook Egypt and, and said, God's better. And the greatness of Joshua and the greatness of Gideon and the greatness of David. And he says, because all of this he taught them and he says, you know what all these people said? All these people said, Psalm 115.1, they all said, not unto us, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. He said, that's the greatness of the people, the ones that bring glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Friendship with God radio program with Tom Cantor. We appreciate your listenership and support of this program. Your donation helps to keep the Friendship with God radio program going across the airwaves, but it also helps the gospel to go out to millions and millions of people. We want to thank you so much for your listenership and your support. Call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051 or go to friendshipwithgod.org. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow.